Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, NLP trainer and business change agent here, and welcome to episode 68 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast designed to support entrepreneurial couples, people in business partnership, and anyone looking for more tips, tools, and strategies to add to the quality of your life. So welcome to today's episode. Episode 68 is entitled all or nothing under stress. What I thought I would talk about in this particular episode is the human capacity to swing in polarities. Um, If you consider, for example, the dieting polarity where a person can be extremely focused on their Um, dietary requirements, very rigid, um, reducing calories, whatever, very structured in their eating, and then all of a sudden they can swing to the absolute opposite side of the spectrum and their eating becomes atrocious, you know, uh, four cakes for morning tea and things like this. So that human beings have a tendency to swing in extremes of behavior and this can be exacerbated under stress And that's what I talk a little bit about some of the parameters for measuring uh, where we go under stress. So um, I I guess uh, the first place to start is if we consider two types of stress, acute stress and chronic stress. Acute moments of stress is perhaps a a flare up, an argument, um, an accident, something goes wrong in the moment that increases the stress level significantly compared to chronic stress, which is, you know, long-term undergo, uh, you know, ongoing tension. Perhaps we work in a workplace where it's, um, there's an undercurrent of mistrust, there's an undercurrent of, um, uh, you know, a lack of harmony in the workplace, um, and just a a dark mood around the place in general that tends to put everyone consistently on eggshells. Um, So that's what we mean, or maybe we grew up in a family system that had a lot of chronic stress. Nobody was necessarily talking about it, but there was always uh, a feeling like a storm was about to erupt. And so we were always kind of hypervigilant about what might happen in the family system. And that's what we mean by the two differences. Chronic Stress is uh, protracted, ongoing, um, and sort of sits as an undercurrent or a backdrop to everything, while acute stress is like those moments where suddenly everything explodes um, into chaos and we're called to respond uh, potentially very immediately, um, either effectively or ineffectively, of course, um, to something that's arisen in the moment. So relative to that, There are a number of ways that we can respond, a number of extreme positions that we can take that don't necessarily serve us. So over time, we're looking um, both at where we've come from, we're taking moments of stress and looking at, you know, increasing our self-awareness to how specifically we've responded to those 
And if our response has been less than useful, what specifically might we do differently about that going forward? So one of the polarities that we can look at is the over-functioning, under-functioning dynamic, um, which is certain people when uh, consciously or unconsciously the sense of stress rises in the system, certain people swing into, it, it energizes them. They swing into hyperactivity, um, they, they juggle multiple balls, they get chronically busy, um, and might take on a number of tasks and as well as organizing themselves they'll jump into organizing others around them and that's their way of responding to uh, stress the energy levels in the body go up and they become increasingly active on the other side of that is the underfunctioning response where in uh, response to perceived stress a person actually starts to shut down. They become less functional. Um, they might find that they become apathetic, um, lose energy, um, demotivated, um, and simply find uh, in extreme examples that just getting the most basic boxes ticked on a daily basis becomes a struggle. Um, so we can swing uh, two ways, and sometimes in relational dynamic or business partnership, we'll find that one person will take the over-functioning position relative to the present uh, stresses, and the other partner will start to shut down and take the under-functioning position. So this can be a dynamic. Um, the consequence of the over-functioning is we can inadvertently put others around us into under-functioning, but we can also push ourselves too far for too long, and the consequence at some stage is we can swing back into under-functioning, maybe through illness and exhaustion, as a consequence of having to try to uh, come back into some sense of balance. And on the other side of that, uh, you know, an underfunctioner can end up increasing the level of challenge in their life through their inability to become active and deal with the things that need to be dealt with. Or as I say, they become um, helpless, waiting for some overfunctioner to find them and uh, dig them out of their hole. You know, I'm looking for my rescuer, so, so to speak. Um, and this can be very disempowering. Um, and we're, what we're looking to kind of do here is to bring ourselves back into to middle ground. You know, once we recognize where we've gone, this allows us to start to formulate a strategy of how specifically we intend to respond to that. You know, if I'm running around um, at a thousand miles an hour responding to stress, then how do I start to slow down just a little to bring, bring things back to a more moderate place? And for underfunctioners, how do I start setting more goals and holding myself accountable to achieving those and, and progressively start to ramp back up my activity or start to re-energize myself relative to the stress around me so that I can work through it? Um, Another example of this kind of dynamic sometimes in human beings, especially those of us who've experienced um, a fair amount of trauma and neglect, um, and depending on what we saw in our family system uh, growing up, what we learned is um, that we can either over-emote or under-emote. I will um, start to... Um, become flooded with emotionality, um, spray out, overreact um, to a certain situation. Um, you know, the, the intensity of my response um, is disproportionate to the reality of the experience, or I will under-respond. I will shut down, I will withdraw, 
Um, I will disconnect from any emotional response and simultaneously, you know, we can overprotect or underprotect in certain environments. And same, if we're on that on that seesaw, on that polarity, what it means is that we can tip, um, depending on circumstances, from one side to the other. So it's important to recognize, um, you know, do I, do I over-respond and do I over-react and over-protect myself in certain environments? You know, the, the aggressiveness for which I lashed out at somebody for a, um, a perceived um, infraction on their behalf, um, you know, the, the level of aggression I responded to, to them with was probably disproportionate to the level of perceived violation. Or, you know, somebody walked all over my boundaries and instead of stepping up and setting healthy ones, I just shut down and let them do it or completely withdrew from the situation or had no voice in the situation. So we're looking at, at these kinds of um, extreme swings and we, as I mentioned, are most vulnerable to those um, relative to um, uh, the, uh, uh, the perception of stress increases in our environment. That's when we really have to go on high alert, when we can look back over certain experiences and recognize where we're likely to go. I know for myself, um, I have a tendency to be I can swing between overprotection and underprotection and recognizing when I, um, I'm coming on too strong and I don't need to and bringing myself back to a more comfortable, stable, present position and then address things from there. Um, because I realize I'm having more of a childlike response, an immature response. I'm not seeing the actual reality of the situation. Um, and also uh, what what can happen in you know in situations such as that is you know that if i'm overreacting um or underreacting then i'm very likely to to find a workable solution especially um if it's relative to dealing with another human being be that in a personal relationship or in a business one so it's so important to really understand when i'm coming from a more uh, mature adult functional center and what does that what does that feel like for me and for some of us that can be that can take a little time to develop that it can take a little time to really have that as a you know get get that grounded in as a good navigating center what does it feel like to me when I'm sitting in that more uh, mid-range what is you know what does my internal voice say to me in those moments is it sounding more like a you know, a supportive parent or a, you know, an inspiring coach, it's okay, we'll work through this, we are enough, we know enough, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll find out the things that we don't, that we don't know yet, it's going to be okay, you're okay, what's our intention in this uh, environment? So, you know, we're coming back again to intent um, and then looking at kind of the behaviours or the extreme, if we've adopted extreme behaviours, how is that going to get in the way of our positive intention? and creating good solution for ourselves and others going forward. And the more we can have that awareness, I sometimes find that for me, under-functioning is so automatic that I can really underproduce for a few days without even really realizing it. Um, and as a response to that underproducing, my, my tendency is to go towards behaviors that actually exacerbate that, you know, going to junk food, um, excessive use of caffeine, 
um, and, and things that actually end up sinking me a bit deeper into, you know, sleeping too much, uh, resisting doing anything practical that might, hey, you know, well, you're, you're a bit worried and a bit stressed at the moment. Why don't we do something practical that'll help you get out of that? And I find kind of, you know, metaphorically, my inner wounded child just, you know, bolts down and refuses. Um, and in order to kind of come out of that, I've had to learn to start with very small goals. And as my momentum starts to pick back up into something more reasonable, then I can stretch those goals out a bit more. Uh, you know, sometimes it's just, Sean, all you need to do today is is three things on the to-do list, please. You know, you know, yes, there's 15 things there, but just do three today and, and just make sure you're accountable to getting those done. Um, and and then so ramping back up that mo momentum. Um, by comparison to, like I said, you know, sometimes uh, over-functioning can be a very challenging one because it gives the illusion that we're in control. Um, but again, hyper busyness and continued hyper busyness is no platform for sustained um, success that's going to end up in burnout in, in multiple forms. Um, or you'll find because you're over functioning in one environment, contextually, you're going to end up under functioning in another. You know, I spend all my time at work, I've got big things I need to do there. And as a result, I'm, I'm stunningly underrepresented in my home, <laughs> you know. So we're, we're looking at kind of getting moderacy and balance across the board. That's going to give us a much stronger platform for, for dealing with any of the ups and downs in life. Um, and again, when we're looking at, at our ways to protect ourselves, um, uh, you, you know, how, how are we responding to conflict? You know, do I find that in conflict situations, I just shut down and withdraw as a as a means of dealing with that maybe that's what I learned in my you know what did I learn in my family system about conflict and how you know how to fight um, because again it was not something that was really modeled very effectively to us um, but we we certainly saw um, different ways to do it do I shut down and just go into passive aggressive um, you know covert little spray outs um, or do I look to kind of eviscerate, annihilate my opponent and I can't tolerate any kind of opposing opinion or any different view? Um, and so I have to be overly aggressive, overly assertive to um, put my position forward. And again, when we're talking about arguing from these extremes, these are probably um, elements that we picked up from, from our family system. Um, and tend to carry a degree of developmental immaturity rather than how, how can we come from a place of equality, mutual respect, work towards a collaborative solution rather than an all or nothing. You, you know, either I have to give in to your point of view completely and, and I get annihilated or you give in to my and capitulate to my point of view and you're the one being annihilated. And, and these are very childlike ways to view arguments rather than how do we come from a place of long-term sustainable compatibility, equality and respect. And as a result of this moment of stress, we've got to know each other better. You know, what we, how we've come out of this moment of stress is, you know, consistently over time, I'm the kind of person who is responding with more and more moderacy, responding more from an optimal range of operation and whatever that that might end up meaning for me, um, but more and more, I'm the kind of person that's doing um, has a more sustainable, elegant, and mature 
series of responses both to chronic and also to acute stresses. Um, so that, you know, what's happening is in moments of stress when I, you know, my intention is to make things better or, or have stress reduction occur, I'm actually, you know, when I'm swinging in the extremes, I'm doing behaviors that are likely to escalate things. They're likely to make things worse rather than improve them. And I really want to be somebody who over time is getting better and better at that. So part of it is that we go into after moments of challenge, we go into a self-review process to recognize where, you know, if there were any triggers, you know, um, what what were they? What did I miss? Perhaps how was this all sort of set up? We're going through a review and then we're kind of running back through it with a sense of, well, how would I have liked to have responded? Um, or we're going back to moments in our life where we did respond with the kind of elegance, grace and maturity that we wanted. We're able to hold on to that um, during the, the stressful period. And, you know, how did that work for us? What, what kind of results did that get by comparison? So I, I hope that there are many other uh, kind of um, labels for this all or nothing under stress kind of response, but those were the main ones that I wanted to kind of look at. I, I certainly deal a lot with the over-functioning, under-functioning dynamic, either as it plays out in individuals or uh, customarily in couples. You'll normally, as I, as I mentioned earlier, you'll normally find that one couple will take up one position and in response to that, somebody has to be on the other side. Um, and then how do we come to a place where we're both contributing? Um, where we're both going to healthy places as a couple or as a business partnership under stress rather than swinging into these extreme polarities and, and inadvertently making things more challenging for our, ourselves and others. Um, or as I say, relative to self-protection, you know, we're, we're over-responding, we're hyper-vigilant to people we don't need to be and we're under-vigilant to people who do pose an actual threat and wounding to us. You know, so this is the value of kind of really that introspection, um, that looking at our responses in certain situations under this framework and aiming for, you know, what, what does the center ground look like? Um, and for each of us, that's the, you know, it's, it's not, it's kind of a range. Sometimes we will have to amplify our responses to a degree that will be perfectly appropriate to the context. And sometimes we'll have to just dial them back um, and that will be perfectly appropriate. But as long as we're not amping ridiculously up or shutting ridiculously down, but we're, we're, we're kind of navigating through a center point, we've, we've found a range and we're moving relative to that range um, over time, this is going to really improve our ability to move through those challenging moments, to move through those stressful moments. And we're able to be present and supportive for ourselves, but we're going to get even better at supporting those around us, as I say, be that in personal or business environments. So I hope you found today's episode to be of use and some uh, good food for thought. And um, as always, for those of you who've been following the series right the way through, my profoundest gratitude to you. If you've just joined us, welcome. Um, please, uh, if you want to support the show, go to um, iTunes, download and subscribe to Sean Healy Tools and leave a five-star rating as it really helps our reach and getting out these tools that I think are really valuable and uh, also available on Podbean um, and Stitcher. Um, and then you're welcome to visit me at the web, my website to emergencetraining.com.au, always looking to take episode suggestions and very grateful when people put them forward. 
And there's the YouTube series too, Sean Healy, the Relationship Resourcing series, where we cover some of the same topics, but obviously in the YouTube format. Um, and I'm available to do one-to-one -one consultations with people over any of these kinds of dynamics if you think this is something significant that you want to address. I do in-house and public-based trainings too around um, looking at how do we get more harmonious and yet more productive workplace environments because I think it's just so important. And I, I came from a place where I really... You know, at a period in my life where I just hated the places that I worked in and I felt really unfulfilled, I really felt unsafe in, in the environments that I was in. And so I'm really passionate about creating places that people want to go to to work. So that's, that's again, one of my kind of missions. Um, so thank you once again for kind of uh, being with us on this episode. Um, and we really look forward to seeing you on the next one. Uh, until then, bye for now.